Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Mark. And let's give a warm welcome to singer-songwriter Alicia Blue. She's got an interesting history with music. It starts with her father, who learned English listening to Sam Cooke on his way to America to propose to Alicia's mom. She and I also decide that maybe we should trade dads for a day. But it wasn't actually her father who instilled the love of music in her. It was a relationship she developed with soul singer Malcolm Hayes. His music and friendship changed the path she was on. He also introduced Alicia to another huge influence in an unusual guitar teacher, which led Alicia to learn a few songs phonetically in Thai. Alicia is also a poet, and she describes the differences between her poetry and her lyrics. Now, as far as releases go, she's had a wild ride. Starbucks picked up a song from her first EP, And then two weeks after her first full-length album came out, the world went on lockdown. So, she decided to do a live stream to promote it instead. Unfortunately, she had appendicitis just before the stream and had to cancel. So now she's got a new EP out called Inner Child Work, and the timing seems pretty good. So go pick up the new release and give Alicia a follow at Alicia Blue Music. Follow us at Performance ANX. Buy a coffee at ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety or merch at performanceanx.threadless.com. And now check out Alicia Blue and her music on Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Awesome. Let me know when you're ready. Cool. Hey, this is Alicia Blue and Inner Child Work comes out on July 15th. And this is Performance Anxiety Podcast. My neighbor is like sawing something, so I should maybe put these in. Might be helpful. Sure, I, I mean I can't hear it, but if if you want to, you can. That's no problem. If you can't, awesome. If you hear it, just tell me. Sure. All right. Thank you for coming on. This is I've really enjoyed the EP. It's it was the first chance I had to listen, and uh, I'm, I'm a big fan now. Awesome. So I want to find out a little bit more about. <laughs> how the EP came about. And I think to, the best way to do that is to really start from how you got into music in the first place. I mean, you were uh, more drawn to poetry than music growing up. Was there music in the household or was, was it an influence on you at all? Yeah, I, the, you know, there was not music in the household in terms of anyone playing an instrument. We had no instruments in the house. I had no 
music classes in this. I went to like a private Catholic school. There was no music, which is sad. Yeah. Um, so no zilch, but I will say there was an insane love for Sam Cooke since I was a baby. My father actually learned to speak English, listening to Sam on wow. the plane, uh, flying to marry my mom. My, my father's from Mexico and he just was obsessed with Sam Cooke. And uh, so I grew up when my dad would like, he was obsessed with fixing classic cars. So I grew up listening to uh, Sam a lot. And that was in my ear since a baby that I love your dad because <laughs> I'm a huge Sam cook fan and I grew up fixing up old cars with my dad. So I, I, oh, I, cool. I you guys, yeah, you guys would love each other. Yeah. And then I would have to say he also, um, Linda Ronstadt, although the record that I know very well is not what everyone else knows. It's actually her mariachi record that my father was obsessed with canciones de mi padre yeah my dad had that i used to hear oh that all the time yeah she's in the uh, in the traditional dress right the picture white yeah. like a white blouse and the red uh-huh, like the rose in her yes. hair yes yeah. that's awesome i love your dad i love your dad <laughs> <laughs> we should just switch dads for a day yeah <laughs> so you got into poetry more was that a direction you were thinking about taking instead of rather than music as uh more than just like a, a creative outlet were you thinking about doing that trying to get published and i mean once i was maybe 19 sure um but not as a child i i had no it was a creative poetry was my creative outlet like when my parents got divorced when i was 12 and Uh, Like I just loved words, Um, but no one ever really kind of, you know, there was no like shaping that direction. Um, And then I had like an English teacher in high school who kind of like pushed me into like, Hey, maybe you could be an English teacher one day. And then I I went to college and I was like, okay, I guess I'll major in English so I can do something like that and be somebody. And then like first year in college, I was like, I'm not going to teach. I'm going to like be the thing and be the writer. And then that didn't even happen. I, I got oh. into music, which was a whole nother story. Oh man. So what really started pulling you into the, the, the musical side of things? I, in my last year of college met this aging soul singer named Malcolm Hayes. And I spent like three years with him. He was in a wheelchair and I kind of was like his caretaker. And I, oh, wow. when I was cleaning his house, found these old vinyl records and cassette tapes with his image and his name on them and took them home and was like, the fuck is this? Excuse my language. That's all right. It's a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and was like, what is this? And then kind of was, you know, I had never sang before. I'd never played an instrument. I was like, could you teach me about singing? Cause I, I just was obsessed with music as a fan. Right. Like, I felt like I was sitting with the horse's mouth. So, um, I spent like three years just like listening to music kind of as this like, you know, mentor student energy with Malcolm. And then he died in 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's why I'm a musician. And I think I read that he introduced you to someone else who was very important to you. Guitar Nong. Yes. Yeah. So I, as you know, like, as I said, hadn't played an instrument and Malcolm lived in this like box, like a four wall box above Harvard and stone, which is like 
the coolest hipster venue you can play in LA, like tiny and hipster and bad oh, nice. sound. Yeah. Like bad sound, but nobody cares. You just <laughs> want to like, you got to play Harvard and stuff. So Malcolm lived above there and I actually like slept on his floor for a few years there in Thai town. And wow. one day we went to eat. It was probably the first time we went to, to grab a bite. There was, a performer at the restaurant in Thai town and anyone in LA would know. And it was this woman who was singing like James Taylor and Joni Mitchell and Carol King and the Beatles. And it was like flawless, just like the finger picking, like just like a dream, like perfection, excellence. And wow. he goes, you need to ask her how she does that. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> No. And then, so he nudged me and I did, and she hardly, she could hardly speak English, like little to none. And I couldn't believe it because she was singing all these songs in perfect English. And we actually became kind of like the best of friends for a couple of years. And she took me to buy my first guitar. Oh um, man. Like finger picking and yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Her name is Nong. That is amazing. So is she still around? She was moved back to Thailand. Now she was here making money to send back. Um, you know, the money is better here and, uh, for her mother, um, who's now since passed on, but she's in Thailand. And I think like the closest connection I have with her now is like maybe a Facebook friend. Oh, wow. Geez. That's amazing. That's yeah. So were you performing with her? Was Was it just more of a student teacher relationship? Oh, both. Uh, fun <laughs> fact. Um, I'm like, not sure if you read this anywhere, but I don't think it's like anywhere to be read, but I fucking learned some songs in Thai, like the phonetics of it and oh. sang them at some of the restaurants with her and got paid like 50 bucks a night oh my. as like my first job. And <laughs> Yeah, like you can like YouTube Thai hit songs and like it has the English phonetics in parentheses and captions. And I would, I like studied like four of them and like, yeah. So, and and then I sang like the classics with their, like the Carol King stuff, you know, on those shows, on those get not, they're not shows because you're singing at a restaurant where people are talking. Like, yeah, like I'm not sure. I, I mean, I know why I did it, but well, yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Try doing that in person. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to Performance Anxiety listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at 
betterhelp.com slash performance anxiety. That's betterhelp.com slash performance anxiety. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hey guys, I've got some great news. Performance Anxiety and Pantheon Podcasts are giving away an exclusive VIP experience to see Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets. So head to pantheonpodcast.com slash Nick Mason to enter. Find the link in the show description or head over to our Twitter, Facebook, or Nick Mason's Facebook page for the link to enter to win. Head over to pantheonpodcast.com backslash Nick Mason to enter. Find the link in the show description or head over to our Twitter, Facebook, or Nick Mason's Facebook page for the link to enter to win front row seat upgrades, a very special commemorative guitar pick shaped necklace carved down from a drum cymbal played by Nick Mason himself. You also get a selection of curated exclusive VIP merchandise, including a VIP laminate and lanyard, crowd-free shopping at a dedicated merchandise stand before the show, and on-site perks such as priority check-in, VIP express lane into the venue for ease of entry, and a dedicated customer service line. Nick will be playing in my area at the Lincoln Theater in D.C. on September 27th. And I'd love to meet up with a D.C. winner at the show. So enter now at pantheonpodcast.com backslash Nick Mason. Winners will be notified via email one week prior to the event. So enter now. That's amazing. So she couldn't speak much English and she's singing these English songs. You don't speak Thai and you learned phonetically how to perform a few songs. I have no idea what I was saying. That is amazing. That could have been like, you know, the filthiest Thai song ever. Who knows? Maybe it was. Did you start writing your own music at this point or were you just worried about playing? No, I was learning through Malcolm uh, how to use my voice because I had no chops at all. And then I would say right around the time Malcolm passed and Nong was now back and in Thailand, I was kind of on my own, you know, and that's when I started writing my own songs. Were you using your existing poetry and putting music to it or were you just starting songs from scratch? Uh, I would say, well, every song for me starts with lyrics. So yeah, I would say, you know, kind of both. Yeah. Okay. So do you have a different approach to writing poetry, uh, compared to lyrics? Um, mostly for me, everything is words and then I make it a song, but I guess to answer that when it's just too good as as words I can't fit it in I feel like it's usually the opposite for musicians so um that's why I always call myself a poet first but I yeah so to to answer your question once in a while I'll hit something that's like too good and I can't I'm not gonna take the reverence out of it to force it into to a song because songs are a format that is short form and uh, requires so much more than just words, right? Like there's right. like prosody and rhythm and melody, but words can, can like it. And so, so once in a while I'll, I'll stumble upon something that has to stay a poem. That's like, you know, one out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a pretty good happens. ratio. It happens. And it's kind of fun when, when it's like, damn, this is just a poem. Love it. Yeah. So are you publishing your poems or are you just keep, keep them for yourself? Mm-hmm. So I am 
accumulating them to make a book when the time is is right. Oh, that's wonderful. As a typical male in whatever (laughs) year I grew up in, poetry wasn't my thing, but... I've had a couple poets on the podcast now and I'm really starting to get an appreciation for it. So it's, I'm really happy to to hear that you're going to be releasing some. Awesome. Hopefully, hopefully releasing it. Yeah. When did you start compiling songs and and I guess figure you had enough for your first album because you you had your first EP, which had the song Magma, which got picked up by Starbucks. That's insane. Yeah. Experience has been insane, insane, and the person who works with me for press is, is always like, "Lacey, your life is full of divine providence," and <laughs> and I'm like, "I guess so." It's it's maybe just a you know a poet a poetic life, which has been my dream to live a poetic life. I wrote my first songs for that EP in 2019, and. I had just gotten out of a breakup and God bless him. My, my boyfriend at the time who was also a musician and producer was like really into soul music and hip hop and didn't quite understand the stuff I was writing on the side, which I wasn't playing out or anything. They were new and just budding you know, song poems. And he was like, no one's going to be able to like hear that. And I, I, okay. You know, like it's your, it's your lover. So you're like, okay, fine. So you just like scooch it aside. And then, and then he dumped me pretty quickly after that. And so then of course the first thing I did was go sing those song poems at an open mic. And it's so funny. Like the audience was like, just there, like captive almost. And I knew, yeah. So it was a very, you could say that was divine providence that moment. And then I, recorded it with the, the amazing Eduardo Rivera who's worked with Lauren Ruth Ward and amongst many others, incredible artist and producer. And he just helped me uh, record them with the most kind of angelic, simplistic, uh, I shouldn't say simplistic, but minimalist uh, accompaniment. And I just put it out like utterly independently. And then I got an email a few months later that was like, Starbucks has requested to use your song. And one of them was Magma. And, um, that was like, okay, you're, you're a folk singer, you're a poet. You, you get to, you, you get to do this. Like, yeah. That is amazing. Is that EP available? Because I was looking for it because (laughs) I really want to hear uncle one. He waits his stardust and I haven't heard that. And I've, that is such an amazing title. I really want to hear that song. Yeah, the EP is no longer available full body, but maybe one day that'll come out on a bootleg. But <laughs> I love that song. 
but the rest of the piece is available mostly on singles like incognito and magma you can hear those on my okay yeah so at, at that point once you hear from starbucks does that encourage you to do a lot more gigging are you playing out a lot more at that all of it and it encouraged me to keep writing mostly um and and performing i i think that year I just like said yes to any show that would have me, you know, like, you know, of course, no manager, no agent. Like, I mean, I had barely my guitar, you know, I didn't grow up playing. So my guitar shops were pretty innocent and green. Um, but I did the best I could and I had no hyper consciousness about it because I just wanted to say those words, you know. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about socks for a second. Why not? It's a music podcast. But I tried a pair of socks from Boldfoot and love them. I've only worn them once because my kids have stolen them. So in my household, that's the best endorsement I can give. And I guess it's fitting because the design I chose was Jailbait. Wait, Jailbird. The design I chose was Jailbird. I might keep that in. The socks are 100% American made and 5% of all proceeds go to veteran charities. It makes sense seeing that Boldfoot is a family and veteran-owned company. They have a huge variety of styles. So check out boldfoot.com and buy some of the best socks you've ever slapped on your feet and help veterans while you're at it. That's boldfoot.com. And I'm assuming at that point you're, you're still writing, you're still working on songs because soon after that, you, your first album, your first full length came out yeah. right around the same time as the pandemic, if I'm... If I'm Getting yeah. my timeline close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, because of Magma, I had a producer reach out to me and um, Jordan, and we had a blast making Brave Bird, which I was able to, I had a band at that, finally at that point, after all, all of the, the you know, the couple year and a half before that. And it was magical making that, but uh April 29th is the release date. And I think lockdown was March 12th. And, and then a week later after the album came out, April 29th, I was in the hospital for appendicitis. So it was, it was really cosmic and you kind of just like surrender. Like I couldn't do it. I couldn't like, yeah. And I mean, I still had no manager, no label. So it was all just like, I could barely, you know, fund the record at that point yeah. even me so and you, you can't yeah. even support it by playing live and you know i actually the day i went in to the hospital i had a live because everyone was doing live streams yeah. and i was supposed to perform and celebrate the album live and i was like um, my stomach hurts i don't i can't do this i'm going to the hospital like that was that day yeah wow oh my yeah. god so intense. i enjoyed listening to that it's I will preface this by saying it has a completely different feel from the the new EP, but it's got some great stuff like inside with you has, I love the the beautiful slide guitar on that. That is, I love that song. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Tired of living on the outside. You were on the inside. You were so brand new. Nothing I wouldn't do. To get inside with you
Fighting all day I love it too. Star Maps, another awesome. The whole album has this kind of modernized 70s vibe to it, which including yeah. even the artwork, which I think is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I got to shout out like Rich for producing Star Maps. That's the one track which had a different produ- producer than the other tracks. But. Okay. You can name all the stars where they are in the sky. When they ask you what you want, we really know why. There's always a high that leads to the low. And all of these dreams are all that I know. And you're so good looking, but your heart is weak. I can't stand the way you look at me There's a hostage behind your eyes And he's looking at me to set him free But everybody knows That it don't work And Daniel, who did the artwork But I, we really wanted to go for that Like Jordan, you know, found the snare That had that uh, Kind of late, late 70s vibe And just be really and, and Jason on key I mean, everyone that was part of it And I just... It was pretty magical, yeah. It is. I mean, and some of the songs you you definitely have a, a Karen Carpenter quality to your, your singing to the voice. Oh, thank it, you. I, I've been told that like once. That's awesome. Oh man, it, I can't believe more people haven't said that. It's now, <laughs> particularly on that album though. Yeah. The new EP, Inner Child Work, bit different, and I've got a question about. I guess from the time that came out to new work happening. So with all the lockdown and the frustration, I mean, did you change your writing style at all? Because the songs sound in the, the first album, Brave Bird, they sound like singer songwriter folk songs with an accompanying band. Whereas mm-hmm. inner child work sounds like it was written more f- with a band in mind. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it is partially true. I would say the difference is with all the soul searching I was able to do uh, in the pandemic. I I, I just got really connected to the most honest version of myself. So when I made Brave Bird, my dream was, you know, to be like the next Joni Mitchell, which is utterly impossible because (laughs) there's one Joni Mitchell. Yeah. And the, with what I'm making now, it incorporates, of course, that love, but with a much uh, more intense embrace of, uh, who I actually am, where I come from growing up, um, on nineties and early two thousands music, Yeah, this song. And then I found a collaborator in Lincoln parish and writing a lot of those songs here in Nashville, which is where I live now. And when we did demoed them out, they were just big songs, the bigger songs. And so then that's where the full instrumentation kind of comes in. So you moved from LA to Nashville. Uh, was that, was that for recording for the new album? Was it, was there more to it than, than that? And, And how did you meet Lincoln in the first place? Yeah. So I, had the appendicitis and it kind of changed my life because I'd never been in the hospital and it was really serious and really intense. And I came out of it like, I'm going to, I'm going to make everything I need 
to happen happen. And um, I got a manager and my manager linked me with Lincoln okay. um, along with the other writers that I wrote with on the album. And they were all mostly based in Nashville. So I started coming out here driving um, with my best friend wow. um, through the pandemic. So I spent it like almost two months in Nashville throughout the pandemic off and on. Oh, wow. And I fell in love with it. And then I got a record deal and then because of these demos and then I, after I made the record, which was October of 2021, uh, decided to move here because I had fallen in love with it. it. The flow here was just like a whole nother level than LA and I, and I love LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can only imagine the change. I mean, I moved from New Jersey to Alabama and that was rough. But, oh, wow. But <laughs> LA to Nashville is not, I'm not going to say too dissimilar, maybe a little less shocking. I don't know, maybe. But it, no, we have a similar, similar transition, you and I. Yeah. And now I'm, I moved back up to Virginia a few years, uh, well, <laughs> 16 years ago now, something like that. So I've been up here a while. But yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that change. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. But this, all right. So I heard a song that I absolutely loved, and I'm not sure if it was just a single or not, but I absolutely love the song Blackbird. We were talking in a cafe about how our father's fathers smashed it down to keep it cool. Forced to choose between two poisons, spewing heat or keeping cool. How long do we keep cool? Till we sing from the boughs and sing from the trees, sing Blackbird Bay from the red in your wing. Though our song it is sweet to you. random in like interim single I did with actually Eduardo Rivera who did my first EP um in the in like right before lockdown I think we recorded it like March 9th and lockdown was like March and I just like wow threw it up yeah we just released it randomly I love it that and there's um don't tell me to smile they to me they have a very Brandy Carlisle quality oh, wow. to them. Oh, that's awesome. Well, for anyone listening, don't tell me to smile. We'll come out July 4th, 15th nice. <laughs> um, with the EP. Um, that's kind of like everybody's favorite. You say you don't want to fight Then push until I say that you're right So Brandy. Oh, I love Brandy too. I, I got to see her at Bottle Rock last year oh. in the, like in California and what is it? Sonoma or yeah, I think it's Sonoma. Okay. She, 
She, wine, wine country. Yeah. <laughs> she was, it was with the, she was solo. And then with the high women after that, which was amazing. Oh, wow. That's I just, yeah, I got to see her with just the Hansworth brothers and it was, uh, but it was, you know, her band and all, but it was, the high woman that would have been a great show i, I would love to see she's, she's such an exquisite performer and musician it's like outrageous you've got this new ep coming out uh inner child works which is five songs dog days in la and to saline waters none of these songs sound the same there, there's it, there isn't it's not like you're hearing three folk songs that you just got so many different styles in this uh don't tell me to smile. Fine, which I, fine or saline waters. I go back and forth between the, those two are my favorite. Now I'm a stone, just like the bones we thought were the sand. Friendly is a feeling I never thought I would get. Dirty oh, Hippie. Cool. <laughs> were all the it. songs kind of written at the same time? They were written in the like year and a half of the pandemic. Uh, so kind of yes, kind of no. Yeah, they, within the same year and a half. Okay. Um, yeah. And fine, I had the pleasure of writing with the incredible Lyra Lynn. I don't know if you know her music, but you, I know you would love it if you love Brandy and folk music. I'll check it out um, for sure. Yeah, she has a new single out called I'm Your Kamikaze, and it's so fucking good. Oh, my oh, God. Awesome. I love the title already. She, she's amazing. Yeah, so I got to, she actually sing. she's the one singing the harmonies on that. I was just about um, to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's incredible. So, um, and then Saline Waters, I wrote with Lincoln, who produced uh, the EP. Okay. I read about a few other songs that aren't on the EP. So I'm hoping this is a precursor to a full length. It sounds like there may be uh, with another <laughs> interesting song that I'm dying to hear about or to hear because you had a great co-writer on the song young. Yeah. I mean, Oh God, I, I love that song. Um, I mean, no one listening has heard it. Um, unless including me, <laughs> Yeah, unless but, um, yeah, I had more divine providence. Um, my manager had sent my work out to publisher. And of course, Lincoln was one of the writers with, with the company and Lyra. And then the incredible John Paul White of Civil Wars was yeah. also with them. And so those three, I mean, he, they had, I think, blasted kind of my like Blackbird and my previous work before I started writing this EP to like everyone. And those were the people who kind of like bit and were like, yeah, we, we'd like to write with Alicia. And I, this is before I'd ever really been to Nashville to write like this. And so, wow. Um, John Paul White was one of them. And thank God, I mean, we, <laughs> it was, it's magical. And it's one of my favorite songs that we, that I've written. Yeah. It's called young. I heard read about young and best hands. So I'm really excited. 
will the songs in the EP possibly be on LP or will it, do you think it would be all different songs? I think that it will probably be the whole bunch of them. Cool. So, oh, yeah. that's awesome. So the, the EP is kind of like a teaser. Yes. Are you out playing shows at this point? Um, I just had a show. Um, if you've ever been to Nashville, there's the, the amazing D's lounge. I don't know if you've been there, but I haven't, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Pretty magical. I just had a show there a week, uh, two weeks ago. And right now I'm actually knock on wood waiting to hear about a tour coming up. So, Oh, that would be amazing. So maybe, maybe you can make it to DC. Maybe. That would be awesome. So <laughs> I guess to go back a little bit more with all the, the uh, momentum you've been building, have your parents been supportive of the whole time or they, were they a little worried about the career path you've, you've taken or how do they feel about it now? Um, Especially well, moving across country. Yeah, I think my parents have been appropriately distant from what I'm doing with my life uh, in a, a way that makes sense for who they are. Okay. Um, this path isn't anything they are familiar with remotely. Um, yeah, yeah, can I imagine? Not, not one one hundredth of a familiarity. Um, so, <laughs> but they are, of course, happy for me when I tell them there's, you know, like a win in my camp, you know, even though they probably don't understand why or what, you know, like I think maybe when I'm playing like, um, the Super Bowl, they might get it. <laughs> Would you get your duet with McCartney? Yeah. They'll be like, oh, she's doing well for herself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's fine. Like, I don't, I, I mean, there's no, that uh, bone to pick of, and, and again, awesome people, but that bone to pick is not really there anymore because I understand who they are and, and who I am. Yeah. One thing I've noticed about the EP is that there seems to be this theme of needing space, particularly with Don't Tell Me to Smile, mm -hmm. Fine, Dirty Hippie. It seems to be about, or the songs seem to be focused on needing space. Is that something that was conscious or did that just kind of creep in subconsciously? I mean, that's one of the most profound things everyone, anyone's, ever said to me that's had a chance to listen to this. Oh, um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think I got my first therapist almost three years ago and I think probably learning to carve out space for myself was a huge lesson and probably influenced all of my relationships and, and of course the record and all of my realizations and coming to terms and, a lot of overdue things. So thanks for noticing that. Oh, well, I've listened to it enough. So <laughs> honestly, it's a great, easy or EP to listen to. So I just put it on repeat. So, and Thank I try you. to pay attention. I mean, if I'm not paying attention, why am I talking to you? <laughs> what the hell's the point of this? If, if I'm not going to actually <laughs> listen to the, to the stuff, but I'm really really enjoying the album. Where can people find you online on social media? How can they follow you and hopefully learn about 
possibly an upcoming tour and by the EP. Yeah. I can't speak on the tour yet. Cause you know, I'm still, you know how it is. I'm like waiting, but right. um, I will say anywhere at Alicia blue music, A L I C I A blue, like the color Alicia blue music, one word and Spotify. Um, just Alicia blue and um, Alicia blue.com. Everything's rolling out July 15th. You'll get to hear um, a few more songs than what you've already heard. Wonderful. Well, th- thank you so much for spending some time. I think we we're getting in just under the wire here with time wise. So. Thank well, you so much for having me. Looking for pride through fearful eyes. You could run and hide, but I'm still on your mind. I cannot deny that you'll give me a better life I could waste your time and say I'm doing fine I just need a I can be the one 